Do not trouble your hearts overmuch with thought of the road tonight. Maybe the paths that you each shall tread are already laid before your feet, though you do not see them. Hello and welcome to Watch Party, Lord of the Rings, where we look at Woo! Tolkien's works through the lens of adaptation. I am your host, Jen Gallagher, and unfortunately my favorite co-host, Michael Rowland, could not make it today, but I am joined by a very special guest, a woman who has set the Tolkien community ablaze with her stunning cosplay. <laughs> Let me introduce Galadriel, the Lady of Lauren. <laughs> AKA Lauren Stewart. Hi. <laughs> Thanks so much for <laughs> Lauren having me. Lauren is, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, Lauren is very well known in the cosplay community. She is the owner and co founder of an online store called In the Reads. Uh, Lauren, we're so thrilled to have you today. Thank you so much. I, I love doing like Tolkien y podcasts, so <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, I want to jump into your experience at San Diego Comic-Con, but before I do that, I want to talk a little bit about your gorgeous outfit that you wore to Comic-Con, uh, your Galadriel outfit. Oh, thank you. So, <laughs> yeah, specifically, I know you made it really early in Amazon's marketing cycle, and um, from start to finish, how did you design it so accurately based on the video? Oh, well, I... So the first photo that came out like of Galadriel in the armor was like February 15th. It was the Vanity Fair article and it was, it's like from her upper thighs, you know, up. So I had a lot to work with to be fair. I mean like the back, obviously I just kind of had to make it up. <laughs> um, but that was a ton to go off of. I mean, you know, leg armor is always going to kind of be, you can kind of do a little bit of guesswork on the leg armor. So I was like, whatever, if this is all that I get, I can make it work. <laughs> so um, yeah, I started on it like the week after that picture came out. I was, you know, right when I saw the picture, I posted on it, uh, post about it on Instagram. And I was like, I'm making this. I don't know how, <laughs> but it's happening. Um, and then I got really lucky because they released, uh, I think it was in Empire Magazine. They released a picture of her with like the bottom half. And it was like just as I was getting going on the bottom half. So I was like, oh my God, it was perfect timing <laughs> that um, I was able to sort of like figure out the rest of it. So yeah, it was just those two pictures that came out that I was able to do the whole thing. Wow. And from start to finish, how many hours did it take you? Oh, I like, I never log hours. <laughs> I always mean to yeah. because people ask that question a lot, but there's so much of it that's like, some days I work on it all day, you know, like. It, whether it's a weekend or I just like don't feel like working <laughs> like I'll work on it for eight hours and then some days you know maybe I just spend five minutes gluing something together or you know there's so many like little bits that it makes it hard to kind of log but like so I just I've been telling everyone well it took me like five months to make but you know there was a long stretch of that time where I didn't work on it at all and so I don't know it's it's kind of <laughs> hard to guesstimate but you know a lot it took a lot of time. And I think I often like well, downplay how long things take me because I'm not really thinking about it. I'm just like having a good time. And then I'm like, well, yeah, I spent like a lot of time on that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, don't sell yourself short. And since you debuted the costume, it seems like you've gotten a lot of attention and appreciation within the fandom. So what's that experience been like? Oh, it's been kind of wild. I was actually like saying this to, you know, some of the people that I was with in San Diego Comic-Con, like, 
most of my experience of a, as a cosplayer has been, you know, I spend a bunch of time and I, I make whatever costume that I'm making and I post about it, you know, do some TikToks, do some, uh, do like a photo shoot. And then that's kind of it. I just like start on the next one. <laughs> so this, for this one to be like, so <laughs> observed and so like recognized has been a, a very like different and really cool experience for me because you know I've been such a big fan of Lord of the Rings like my whole life I was gonna say my whole adult life but like I've been watching Lord of the Rings since I was eight years old so like for my first big Same. cosplay yeah <laughs> my first big cosplay to get this recognition and for it to be like in the Lord of the Rings fandom has just been like so special for me I'm like crying just thinking about it I just feel so uh. <laughs> I was like crying the entire time that I was at San Diego Comic Con I just like I, I don't know why I'm just so emotional about it but yeah it's just very special to me and I feel really thankful that it's been so well received and because there's so much of costume making that it's like you know we're our own worst critics and I look at you know you look at your own project so much that you're like it looks terrible. You, you see every bump and flaw and like, you just, it's like you get to these points where you're like, it looks, it looks like shit. <laughs> I did a terrible job. <laughs> and um, Right. You get in your head about it. Oh, so yeah, so badly. So yeah, just to have it ugh, be well received and like meeting the people from the cast and them being like, it looks so good. It's like, well, thank you. <laughs> like, it's so nice. That's incredible. And you got to meet Morphid Clark. I did. Which is awesome. I know. Yeah. <laughs> just like bonkers, truly. <laughs> and you only started this a few years ago, from what I understand, right? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, how did you get into it? Um, I think the, like, Halloween being your favorite holiday to cosplayer pipeline is, like, a pretty direct one. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, I've always loved Halloween and dressing up and, like, I did theater in high school and, um, <laughs> you know, theater, theater kid energy. And then, yeah, totally. I, like, I, I just actually made a, a tweet about this the other day, but um, the first convention I ever went to was in 2017. And, like, that was the first introduction to cosplay. Like, I went to this convention because John Reese davies was going to be there. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to go like meet Gimli. Um, and there was like people in costume. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Adults all dressed up and it's not Halloween. Like I'm living for this. <laughs> but I was, um, I had like just graduated from college. So I didn't have any money. And like, I didn't have the means, you know, I mean, now it's like, oh, you could do it out of anything. But like at the time I was like, I don't have, I don't have any money to... <laughs> Um, do this so yeah I started really I guess you could say like taking it seriously or like fo focusing on it as a main hobby in like 2019 and you know when I was getting ready for this interview I was researching cosplay because it's not something I'm very familiar with and I was thinking well this is so interesting and different yeah but then I started thinking about it more and I'm a theater actor I do a ton of Shakespeare in the area there you go. and it's really the same thing it's really a performance art same thing when yeah, you think totally. about it yeah it's I put on costumes and embody a character yeah and it's exactly the same thing so when on the outset I thought I wonder how accessible it is and then I thought well wait a minute you're doing I it. think it's very accessible yeah. <laughs> and it is sort of the ultimate form of adaptation in this podcast our whole motto our philosophy is to look at Tolkien through the lens of adaptation oh lovely and really comic-con or, or cosplay excuse me 
is an incredible embodiment uh, of taking something that's not your own and making it your own. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you're doing it on a physical stage, whereas cosplayers tend to be doing it more on like a, a virtual stage, you know, like, <laughs> so it really is very right. similar. And it seems like there's a really big community element to oh, cosplay. Yeah. Yeah, I, actually, while I was there, I was talking to someone who, like, it was it was their first convention, and they weren't really there, like, doing that. But they were like, why do people do this? And it was like, I think a lot of us do it just to, like, come see our friends. <laughs> you know, I've made so sure. many incredible friends at, at conventions. And, you know, the beautiful thing about the internet is you can meet, meet all of these people, but then, like, you all live across the world or across the country. So there's not really that many opportunities to get to come together and see each other and conventions are a great place to do that. It's like, I'm going to Dragon Con um, in September, which is in Atlanta. And it's like, you know, you, you find all the other people that are going to Dragon Con. It's like, oh my God, I can like see all my friends. <laughs> it's so exciting. Yeah. I, and, and the fact that we can gather again yeah. is just, I, I never take it for granted anymore. So I'm sure there was like extra energy this time that people could gather. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, I I did not get to go, unfortunately. Uh-huh. It did cross my mind to just get my seven-week-old and get on a plane, but uh, <laughs> hopefully next year. Yeah, I can see that being a little – it's more of a commitment. <laughs> Definitely more of a commitment, but I was loving watching all of the panels online and seeing all the interviews and seeing all the costumes, and we'll dive into all of that soon. But um, I just have a couple more questions about your – uh, cosplay. So do you have more plans to do Rings of Power cosplay? Can we expect to see more amazing costumes from you in the future? Gosh, I've been so obsessed with everything they've released so far. You guys, everyone's gonna have to stop me from like doing all of them. <laughs> um, I really love Taramiriel's armor that came oh, out. I too. like the second that that photo dropped, I was like, somebody stop me <laughs> from making that. And when I, I actually got to talk to her at that party and, you know, she was like, this looks so amazing. She was like, can you make mine next? And I was like, don't tempt me because <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, yeah, She's I, ready, Amazon. I know. Call, her. <laughs> Call me up because I'm ready to make like every, recreate everything that they've made. Yeah. All of the armor I think has been incredible so far. Um, I'm very intimidated by like sewn projects because I'm a beginner sewer. So there, there's a lot of stuff that comes out that I'm like, oh, I love it, but it's not really in my wheelhouse <laughs> at the moment. So you can, it sounds like you can participate in cosplay even if you're not really a designer. You're not really oh no super talented seamstress. Yeah, no, I um I, people ask that a lot. Like I think people think that cosplayers are all like designers. And it's like, oh no, I couldn't, I couldn't design anything if my life depended on it, you know, like, but if you give me, if you just show me something and say, recreate this, I've got a high success rate of like, I can do that. I've got like good attention to detail in that capacity, but like designing is a whole different art (laughs) medium that I am not well versed in at all. (laughs) Well, there's also a photography element to it. I'm realizing like a lot of you have beautiful photos on your Instagram and I've noticed that a lot of cosplayers sort of marry the art of um, putting together an outfit and also photography, which I think is really cool. Yeah. I mean, I have to like hire photographers to do all of my, I don't do any of my own photography. um, But so I'm very jealous of cosplayers that do have both skills (laughs) that just can set up, you know, a, a backdrop in their house and, 
and produce beautifully edited, uh, you know, photos like that. But I, I sadly do not have these skills. So yeah, I have to rely on the talents <laughs> of other photographers to get my nice quality photos. Yeah, well, I mean, gorgeous stuff came out of just the gathering itself, just the um, Comic-Con. Yeah. With, like people taking pictures with their iPhones, which mm-hmm. is cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I would love to dive into the event of this season. <sighs> San Diego Comic-Con took place last weekend, for those who don't know. And we're going to get a first-hand account. So I have a bunch of questions for you. Oh my gosh, hit me with them. <laughs> but, all right. So I want to know what the energy was like in Hall H. Was it good vibes? Were there fans that were split like they have been online? There's been some nastiness. I'm wondering kind of what the vibe was there. You know, I didn't... uh, I mean, this show has been in the works for a while. And, you know, I'm only thinking about Lord of the Rings like all the time in my brain. (laughs) So like anytime I'm out with anyone and it gets brought up, you know, I ask how they feel about it. And a resounding like consensus of people that I talk to in real life, people are either cautiously optimistic or, um, you know, it, at the very least willing to give it a shot. You know, like I don't really know anyone in real life that's like, like the people have been online. Um, so yeah, at, at Hall H, it was all good vibes. Everyone was excited. Like the room itself was huge and it's you know it's has this big screen at the front and the whole room sort of had like these black curtains on the walls and the first thing that happened was like they they played something on the big screen and then it sort of like had this big shattering effect and it caused the didn't cause it was all you know planned but (laughs) the curtains all pulled back around the whole room and then like the whole room was a giant screen it was like kind of (laughs) crazy and everyone is just like hooting and hollering and like yeah it was a very electric vibe in there for sure so cool and did anything surprise you any news that came out of that panel I think just this is kind of the first time that we've heard the showrunners and the cast talk (laughs) it's the first time I've seen any of them like publicly talking about the show at all so yeah kind of like everything they said was new (laughs) you know just to even just like hearing them talk about their perspective and and realizing just them as people and like how knowledgeable they are about Tolkien and how much they are dedicated to like making it good for the fans because they're very clearly just fans themselves like after watching everyone talk you just, I, I certainly got this sense of like, oh my God, I it feels like me up there. If Amazon handed me a billion dollars and was like, make a Lord of the Rings show. And I was just like, okay, I'll do my best. You know, it just, it just felt like watching normal fans. I mean, obviously very dedicated and like all of that, but like, just kind of like you or me, just fans that are that just really want to make something good for us. And that, and that was just yeah. cool to like get to hear them talk about. Definitely. I loved um, Patrick McKay's quote. We wanted to find a huge Tolkienian mega epic and no BS Amazon let us make the show we wanted to make. Yeah. And that's what I keep telling people now is like, because people are like, well, I don't know. It's Amazon. I'm like, Amazon is literally just like giving them the money. Amazon is just the funds and the people who are making it are is what is going to make it what it is. It's not because 
you know, Jeffrey Bezos isn't on the set every day, like, (laughs) coordinating (laughs) the actors and stuff. It's like he is just giving them a truck full of money and they're making the show for what they want to see and for what we want to see. Yeah, I think they inspired a lot of confidence in their answers to questions. I loved how he opened with speaking Welsh and they snuck in Elvish in there. And it's clear that they're passionate about the subject matter and have been so thoughtful. Yeah, and I think they definitely were trying to show that, you know, they have just this brief little moment to speak to all of us and they definitely wanted to show that they're passionate and, you know, want to deliver the best thing that they can for us. Yeah. Um, Something that I noticed and really struck me watching all the panels was the women in the Rings of Power series. Love them. Love them all so much. (laughs) It sounds, yeah, me too. I'm so excited to see their storylines play out. But it sounds like the showrunners have gone to such great lengths to empower and include the women in the show, in their storylines, and as performers. Um, For example, you probably heard live that Disa, Princess Disa, the uh, woman who plays Disa, had was breastfeeding at the time she was cast, and so they made a special outfit that would be conducive to breastfeeding for her. Um, things like that that are really cool and exciting details to hear. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it it's really exciting. I mean, you know, we're women, we're fans of Tolkien, and we know <laughs> how little representation there is in you know in uh, there's a lot more women in the books uh, like in the Silmarillion and stuff but you know if you're just a Lord of the Rings fan it's like we got three <laughs> we got three and they're right. all badass awesome incredible characters like none of them right. are written in this like you know damsel in distress distress type of light which is amazing but to get now this digging deeper into the lore where there are all of these incredible women and just like letting them letting them be and like have those awesome storylines I'm so excited I actually messaged um Sophia Nemvete I think is how you pronounce her last name who plays Disa and I was just like thanking her for her time this weekend and just like hoping that they had a good experience, like, getting positive feedback from the fans in real life. And she wrote me back, like, a super sweet message, just, like, how how they're really excited to, you know, be this representation of, of women in this new sort of phase of Tolkien's works. And so that was, I mean, it was, like, sweet of her to even respond. But it was, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, that's so special. And something that um, Nazanin Boniati, I think that's how you pronounce it, um, she's an Iranian-born actress who's in, um, she's portraying Bronwyn in Rings of Power. She said in a panel that the women in this story have such agency over their stories. They're not just there to be supportive figures. Um, and she just had such good things to say about the showrunners and the story itself. Yeah. And I loved um, her quote. She said, I tapped into what I believe women are doing for my homeland in Iran in playing this character, in liberating and redeeming those who back in her ancestors' days chose evil over good. Um, So yeah, they're picking, you know, powerhouse women who are also portraying really strong women. So this is uh, something that I'm just personally so excited for. And I'm sure you caught on to a lot of that energy while you're there. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like all of the women that I was with were all just like, yes, (laughs) we're so excited. (laughs) 
Hello everyone, my name is Jordan Rennells, and with my friend Katie, we are both working to create and share art for all of our favorite fandoms at 4Cats Boutique on Etsy. We have bookmarks, so many stickers, earrings, prints of all sizes, super small, and all the way up to 24 by 30 inches to really show off all of your favorite characters. We have coloring books, keychains, and always more on the way. So if you want a Hobbit Hole bookmark, or a set of Legend of Zelda Korok earrings, stickers for all of your favorite Marvel characters, or a big wall art poster of the Night's Watch Vows words so that you can recite them every time you need to pump yourself up, head over to 4Cats Boutique on Etsy. That's the number four and cats with a K. You can even use the code WATCHPARTY10 to get a 10% discount. That's 4Cats Boutique on Etsy. We're particularly, we talk about the music a lot on this podcast. Mm -hmm. So were you able to see Bear McCreary and the orchestra play some of the soundtrack live? I actually, my service (laughs) was so bad while I was in uh, San Diego that, because I saw that the day before they had released um, the two tracks, I think Sauron and Galadriel, the two like singles that he released, but I didn't get to listen to them because my service was so bad. (laughs) So I hadn't heard them. So like hearing, um, that live orchestra was like my, the first thing that I had heard from him. Uh, and that part, that was just like crazy. Cause they had played this big thing. The screens came back and then they were like, ladies and gentlemen, Barry McCreary. And it was like, okay, there's a whole orchestra here. <laughs> and having like the chorus or the, like the choral elements and that woman, I forget her name. I knew it, but she, who was just ripping it on the violin. Oh my gosh. Oh, I want to marry her. She was amazing. And her outfit, too, right? So I mean, you probably appreciated the outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was crushing it. And that, I, I think people thought that that was like one song, but to me, it very much read as a medley of, we sort of got a little taste of every race, like like the theme for every race is what it sounded like to me. I don't know if that was confirmed at any point, but, um, and I just thought, I thought it sounded amazing. And I thought the chorus sounded so good. It was beautiful. And even watching on the internet, it was very moving. It was everything I wanted out of the soundtrack. I know. And I felt relieved. (laughs) Yes, I know. Because we all know how important the music, you know, that has come from the Peter Jackson movies is. Howard Shore is, it's it's quintessential to the Lord of the Rings and what we think of when we think of Middle Earth. So there's a high stakes <laughs> for it to sound Such right. High and I, I feel like it's going to, and I thought even just hearing bear talk about sort of his thought process while he was making the music, you know, when we're talking about the third age and it's this post-apocalyptic world and the second age is the cultures are bright and it's much less somber and him just talking about how, you know, Casa doom isn't as dark. It's got some, it's got that industrious, like, lifted like all all of the rate all of the races and like the areas in middle earth that we know are just sort of have like a little bit of a brighter sound to them and i i think that's that was such an interesting little tidbit from him yeah i mean i think he really tried to stay with a lot of what howard shore did and giving a theme according to place and character a musical theme but also there's like a different instruments yeah. used that we have never heard before. Yeah. There was such a variety of instruments on stage that I think it added all these different layers that we hadn't heard before. Yeah. I mean, we saw like trumpets and trombones and strings and like 
harps, everything up there. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he said, even there's more like stuff that we don't even know that's going to be certain sounds for different places. And that's, it's got neat. And hobbits singing. <laughs> and, um, which we haven't heard yet, but we know that Howard Shore is doing whatever the intro to the show is. I'm very excited to hear that. <laughs> yes. Oh, same. We're going to do a whole episode devoted to uh, the music. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so I'll ask you, after going to Comic-Con, what are you most excited about with regards to the show? I've definitely um, been inspired by, I, I think, this post-Comic-Con push. I think it's, like you said, like definitely made people a little bit more confident going forward. Maybe, maybe the people who are really teetering on even giving it, it a chance are feeling a little bit more like, okay, all right, it's me. And I feel mm -hmm. like every new thing that comes out, it turns a few more people into just being willing to give it a chance, which is, I think, really the bare minimum we can ask of everyone. You know, like, it, it very much, I'm very much willing to accept, like, if it's a flop, I'm willing to accept that, but I feel like we just kind of have to give it a chance. And and there's definitely room for a lot of discussion once it actually airs, but for people to be so negative like off of a trailer or two is like I don't <laughs> I don't really feel like that's valid. I don't feel like any of the criticism I've heard thus far has been valid. So yeah, so I'm excited for like people being more excited about it in general. Yeah, as we're getting more and more information, I think it's a shame that I've seen the backlash kind of ramp up. But I think those people probably wouldn't be fans no matter what. You know, nothing would satisfy. Yeah, it's like, what is their bar? Like, what do you think is good media? Because <laughs> I don't know what you're looking for. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. they've got this bar. It's never going to match your headcanon. Yeah, right. And And they're the same people that were throwing a fit before the Peter Jackson movies came out too. So it's like, whatever, you're never going to be happy. So <laughs> enjoy, Definitely. enjoy um, not enjoying anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm personally excited that we learned, we may have already seen ends yes. from, from the showrunners, the end wives. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was, that was an exciting little reveal to me. Yeah. Um, and also, I don't know if you picked up on this, more from some of the interviews, but it seemed like there is definitely going to be a romantic element to Galadriel's relationship with Halbrand. I, maybe I haven't picked up on that, but I love the, yeah, love the idea of it. <laughs> yeah, me too. In one of the panels, they were talking about spending a lot of time together mm. in New Zealand mm. um, and training together and doing a lot of scene work together. Interesting. That made me curious. I could be wrong, but, um, but overall, it seemed like the cast was so bonded yeah, and so connected. And that made me excited because it was a very similar to the experience that they had filming the original Lord of the Rings where they were all like in this crucible for years. Yeah. Like they were in New Zealand for two years with the show and they really came together and connected. And I think that makes for really good television. Yeah. And I think they've, um, I think Amazon has been keeping them pretty tight lipped on everything which I'm sure is hard. <laughs> like if I was in this show, how do you not like, it would just be, I mean, obviously you can't, but like, it would just be so hard to not be able to like be sharing about it all the time. So I think, oh yeah, they gosh. definitely had this, 
it feels like they've had this bond of making the show for so long. And then they kind of also have this bond of having to be secretive and all receiving pretty heinous backlash online and having to deal with that just as their little unit. And they can't really, they haven't really been able to speak out about any of it. So yeah, they, they, they really do feel, yeah, until now they're finally being able to be like, screw everyone being so shitty, <laughs> you know, in, in their professional way. <laughs> well, I thought you as a theater kid would appreciate the tidbit that came out during one of the panels that they did karaoke a lot yeah. and theater songs a lot, musical theater songs a lot. Um, and that uh, <laughs> suddenly Seymour was being sung. Yes. That just set my little theater kid heart aflutter. I was so happy to hear that. I know. It's so <laughs> cute. I love that for all of them. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This has been so much fun. Yeah. And I really, really hope to see more costumes from you. Can you, talk a little bit more about where people can find you and maybe a little bit about your business that I mentioned at the beginning? Uh, yeah, I am Lauren Does Cosplay on Instagram. All one word. I'm Lauren Does Cosplay with some dots in between the words on TikTok. <laughs> um, yeah, and I have a little small business where I make Tolkien-themed maps of real-world places. So if you want, like, a Tolkien-style map of California or wherever, whole United States, I do stuff like that. Um, and like wood bookmarks yeah like enamel pins sort of like general little bookish items <laughs> is that one of your maps behind you for the viewers at home she has a beautiful map as her background. yeah this is a mural I painted in my office of uh, of middle earth on my whole wall oh my gosh it's beautiful so it sounds like lord of the rings is your thing like are you um are you part of other fandoms or is that your main yeah i mean lord of the rings is like my day one my day one fandom um but i'm also yeah (laughs) big into game of thrones very excited for house of the dragon to come out girl we have a watch party podcast devoted to it so check that out (gasps) brand new one love lord of the rings game of thrones then i would say like star wars those are definitely my top three harry potter used to be in there but um you know, we don't really speak on Harry Potter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but you, it sounds like you cover a lot of the yeah. Fan, yeah, fantasy ground. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just, I've been really into Dune. So yes, sort of like fantasy sci-fi is where my my realm lies. Uh, yeah, all, and all of my friends are like Marvel people. And I'm like, I don't even like Marvel. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Same. Oh my goodness. Oh, I can't I'm, do I've them. never gotten too into Marvel. They just... There's too many, and they're all the same, and I can't get into it. Yeah, they just don't speak to me in the same way. Yeah, they've got no, no, nothing in my soul. <laughs> to each their own, but we've got, it's a good time to be a fantasy fan for us right oh my now. We've God. got so much to we look are, forward to. We are eating good this year. I was like, at the start of the year, when it was like, we're getting Obi-Wan Kenobi, House of the Dragon, and Rings of Power, I was like, I'm going to combust. I'm going to spontaneously combust at the end of this year, <laughs> That is a lot for me to consume, and I'm very excited about all of them. And Obi-Wan was incredible. I don't know if you watched it. I didn't, but should I? It was good? Oh my god, it was so good. So good. I mean, but I'm like a prequels girl, so it really spoke to me on a personal level. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, loved it. And I'm very excited for both shows we have got. And they're going to overlap, which is going to be... I know. (laughs) 
Yes, we're going to be busy little bees um, in September. Yeah, you are. <laughs> we're going to be releasing, <laughs> you know, weekly episodes, yeah. probably more than once a week. Um, so I hope you'll join us, you know, in the future. And oh my God, I would love I to. I was half hoping you would you would come in costume this time. I thought about coming in costume to this interview, and then I got intimidated and oh my decided gosh. not to. <laughs> I can't sit in it, though. I guess I could, I could have worn just the breastplate. <laughs> Just that, can I ask you quickly, I know we, we're going to wrap up soon, but how did you make the breastplate itself? It, it looks so much like real armor to me. Thank you. Um, there's a material called Warbla, which is a thermoplastic material that, so it's just like a, it comes in like a big sheet that is just like plastic, but if you heat it up, it will form to anything. It's like a very flexible, you could like roll it up in a ball, mold it. It's kind of a crazy material. So I made the whole thing out of foam first, like foam breastplate. And then I used foam clay to, you know, make all of the details. And then I got a big sheet of warbler and I just heat, like heat foam formed it around the foam. And that's what I did for every piece. And it was my first time working with it. So I was very intimidated and I didn't know if any of it would work, but it did. <laughs> it looked fantastic. And also the, the very intricate chain mail. <gasps> oh my gosh. Well, I got very lucky because um, I, I do actually typically make all of my own chain mail. Um, and I've been doing that for a few years. But when I saw like that gauge, very, very small rings, I was like, that's going to take me three years <laughs> to make that small of chain mail. So it I probably did take three years. <laughs> well, so I, I was <laughs> like, the real, yeah. yeah, I was like pondering, um, how, what I was going to do as an alternative. And I had, you know, posted, been posting that I wanted to make this costume and I have a friend, um, who's been in the Lord of the Rings costuming community for years. And he messaged me and he was like, Hey, I've got this, I've got this piece of chain mail and I think it looks like the right size. Um, I picked it up a few years ago and I never used it. So I would love to send it to you for this costume if you, if you want it. And I was like, oh, I would love that. <laughs> he like sent me a picture of it and I was like, that looks perfect. And it's, it's funny. It's actually um, a butcher's apron. That's like a, a very common style of apron that butchers use. It's just like, this very fine mesh chain mail. And so he sent that to me. And so it, it's like, in, it was like in the shape of an apron <laughs> and I just kind of dissected it. And I used literally every inch of that thing for this costume and just did all of the distressing and everything on it. And a little quick side tangent while I was in San Diego, I happened to <laughs> run into the guys that made her armor, like in a very casual conversation, they were like, what are you here for? And I was like, oh, I'm a cosplayer and I made Galadriel's armor. And they were kind of like, oh, yeah, well, let's see it. You know, they were, oh, let's see it. I, I showed it to them on my phone and they were like, oh my God, this is, this is amazing. I was like, thanks. And they were like, oh my and they were like, gosh. we, we made that armor for the show. And I was like, dead. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. And they were like, well, how did you do the chain mail? And I said, I, I used a butcher's apron and just kind of dissected it and he said that's exactly what we used I was like no kidding <gasps> yeah so that was like that's as a like a personal win I'm like I did it <laughs> I nailed it and, did it and actually that very small chain mail is made can be made by a machine so it no one had to like slave over these teeny teeny <laughs> tiny rings it's, it's usually <laughs> a machine that makes those like big sheets of it so yeah that was like Holy smokes, I just talked to the guys that made the armor and they said that so my looked good. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That's like the ultimate compliment. I know. The ultimate test. Yeah, right? he's like, you should be working for us. I was like, I can give I you mean, my contact maybe. info. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if this is a start. There's a lot of seasons. To I know. The show, so. <laughs> it's like we're just getting started, so you just ring me up if you need any help with anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, so cool! I can't wait to see more of your outfits. So you said the next thing you're going to is a dragon con. Yeah, mm-hmm, that's. Is that the next thing people can expect to see you at? Yeah, and that actually comes. That is on the weekend of the premiere of Rings of Power. So like me and my friends already have a whole watch party planned. Very excited. And um, my friends from the one ring.net have been very subtly dropping hints that there's going to be some really cool stuff happening at Dragon Con because it's the, the premiere weekend. So I don't know what's in store, but I'm very, very excited. Oh my gosh. And any hints as to what you'll be going as? Have you decided yet? Oh, geez, I've, I've got a, a whole lineup. <laughs> well, it's so funny because <laughs> I, I originally started making this costume to wear at Dragon Con. And now that I've made it and worn it and I know how miserable it is to wear, I'm like, I think I'm actually not going to wear it in the dead of Georgia summer in the humidity. That just sounds like my worst day (laughs) ever. So, but now I'm very tempted at the, at the party, they had her like chainmail costume on display. And now I'm tempted to try to make that as like my, my Galadriel Mm. light. (laughs) Costume. Oh man! <laughs> because I that would and be I would yeah I wouldn't be able to make it out of actual chainmail because it's like so much of it. But I have a I have a fabric that I had bought as like a potential to use on the skirt. Um, people were like, it's like a chainmail alternative fabric, and I got it, and I was like, uh, I don't know if it's really when I what I want to use. But I have a bunch of it and now. I'm like, well, I've done my big Galadriel costume, so now I feel like I can, you know, I don't have to be like. You can play. Yeah, I don't have to do like actual chainmail <laughs> shirt. I can just do like, you know, something that will get the vibe. So I want to do um, right. that potentially if I can pull it together in the next month I have. Um, yeah, I'm working on like a Poison Ivy and the, oh, geez, what else am I doing? I'm, th- I'm thinking about doing Lady Jessica from Dune, her like yellow dress. Ooh. I've got oh, I've got a lot beautiful of... Beautiful stuff in Dune. Yeah, I know. I've got So yeah, I've got like a whole list of things that I really want to do and they're all very ambitious. I'm like, okay, I think it's just going to depend on how much I can get done. I think it's like 38 days. I'm like, okay, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> you better get cracking. Right? I know. I'm like, I got, I got stuff in the mail. The bar like, is high, I'm going to be painting stuff tonight. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've personally been so floored by all of Galadriel's outfits in the show. And the costumes in general are just stunning. So detailed and amazing, especially Galadriel and her new gold (gasps) ensemble that's that's in some of these photos. Oh my god. I I may have to get in on that. (laughs) That was one, another one that I, like, I saw it and I was like, I don't have the skills because I'm not, uh, I'm not the sewing girl. But like, the second I saw it, I was like, people are going to crush that one. And I wish it was me, but it won't be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Lauren, this has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. For those of you listening, or watch party you can like subscribe share and look for lauren on all her social media platforms thanks for joining us and may the wind under your wings bear you where the sun sails and the moon walks until next time Okie dokie, we have Lauren Stewart here for the Grey Havens portion of the show. She's been kind enough to stick around. (laughs) So Lauren, 
my question for you for the Grey Havens is if um, skill and budget and none of those things were an impediment, what is like your dream costume? If there's no time or budget factors. Hmm. Of like any fandom or Lord of the Rings specifically? Any fandom. I mean, a Lord of the Rings answer would obviously be great. But right. <laughs> well, definitely the fandom. the first one that comes to mind is uh, Eowyn's battle. Full, her like full battle fit um, from Return of the King. <gasps> oh. Which I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the possibility creep closer with every year. I'm like, I think, because I just actually got into leatherworking this year. So I'm like, mm, I'm gaining the skills to be able to do this one. Because <laughs> I, I made my whole, I have like a whole chainmail hauberk that I made a couple of years ago. And I, I made it to like Eowyn's design because I knew, I know that I want to do that costume someday. So I'm like, whenever I get to it, I already have the chainmail done. And that's a huge win on that costume. I'm trying to visualize that costume. So that's when she's in her full armor, like fighting. The- yeah, she's got like the Rohan helmet. And yeah, it's it's like a leather breastplate, le- leather sort of like hip flaps. It's a whole very, they're also like, whenever you start looking at them like up close, it's like, oh, they're all so intricate. <laughs> Everything's so hard. So that's a that's a big one. I would also love to do... Like an Aragorn, his coronation outfit is stunning. Like the I could crown do that. alone is so cool. I know, like literally every <laughs> everything in Lord of the Rings. I'm like, should I do it? Should I make that? Like Legolas, I would love to do Legolas someday. It's hard to decide, <laughs> but yeah, definitely Aowen is the first one that comes to mind. Is like, ooh, I can get behind that answer. Yeah, and when you're learning this, the leather. Do you have a mentor who's teaching you these to work with these materials or do you, how do you, do you teach yourself? How do you YouTube, 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 baby. <laughs> just yeah. look up everything. Just YouTube. Yeah. We actually have a, a Tandy leather, which is like a leather supplier here. And so I've been getting very familiar with the, the Tandy leather folks. <laughs> and I, the last time I was there, they were sort of doing a little workshop and I was like, Oh, that's so cool. I've been like wanting to learn that technique. And they kind of just like brought me over and let me practice. I was like, I didn't need to like sneak into your, your class here. It's like, thank you. So That's yeah, awesome. You're kind of auditing. Yeah, I was like, I was peeking in, but yeah, I watch a lot of YouTube videos on everything. Like the second I have an idea in my head of something that I want to do, and I'm like, I don't know how to do it. It's just like I do the deep dive and then kind of just figure everything out. And you're in Colorado, yeah? Yeah. Is there a pretty big cosplay community there? Um, I think so. You know, I I've only I've lived here for about five years, um, and I like I have my friends, and I go to the Ren Fair, and like a lot of people do costuming there. But weirdly enough, the majority of my cosplay friends are sort of like internet people that live all over the place. <laughs> um, but I, I there is like we have a uh, Denver's convention is pretty big, and there are a ton of ton of people in costume there so yeah I would okay I would say yes there is I just like don't know I'm not not I'm not like super in it I guess (laughs) I think that's so cool though that most of your people are all over the place and that's the beauty of these types of communities is that it brings people together who otherwise would have no reason to necessarily meet each other yeah it's not you don't even have to like have a an immediate community like in your area it's like well, I don't know everyone's I've got friends in Georgia and California and <laughs> Seattle it's like everyone's all over the place but it doesn't make us any less connected you know we're always facetiming and talking and you know I've got friends that are incredible uh, 
you know, they're incredible at sewing. So whenever I have a question or like fabric questions, I'm like, I just kind of text them. I'm like, what do I need to do here? <laughs> oh, and, well. and all of my friends, I'm like the foam girl. So all of my friends who aren't into like armor making it, they ask me, they're like, what, what sort of glue do I use? <laughs> so we're all, we're all help, helping each other out. Yeah. You have like such a huge array of skills between all of you. You can combine and oh my share gosh. knowledge. That's the workshop we would have if we all lived together It'd be crazy. <laughs> Man, I would go to that. Well, <laughs> again, thank you so much. I hope to see that Aon costume from you someday. You will. It'll happen. And um, <laughs> I plan on going to, you know, a Comic-Con next year. So maybe we'll see each other in <gasps> Which person one? sometime. I mean, geez, whatever I can get tickets to, right? <laughs> Where do you, like... I'm in California. Oh, so okay. That last one would have been perfect. Would have been a good one. Yeah, would have been a good one to go to. <laughs> but I'm so glad I got your firsthand account. What a pleasure. And uh, thanks again for joining us. And thanks to all you listeners. And stay tuned. We've got some really excited content coming up shortly. There's been so much information being released daily about Rings of Power. So we're upping our coverage of all of the news out there and the photos out there so we are watch party and we will see you next time